What is your superpower? I'd probably say my creativity. Knowing nerdy trivia. My superpower is being a good listener. Devising a million questions. Helping people. Making people laugh. My superpower is that I'm determined and never give up. Uh, welcome to uh, Maristam's Breaking Barriers Transformative Autism Program. Uh, Voices of the Community podcast, episode number one, with Harrison Lane, coordinator of Maristem's Transformative Autism Program, and Aaron Sher, Maristem's executive director. Welcome. Thanks, Harry. How are you doing today? Busy. You want to you want to give people a little bit uh, of a window into what you do on a daily basis? Absolutely. I'm busy today coordinating this this transformative program. So I work a lot with partners and the employers, right? I run it. It's a state-funded training program for employers. Best practices for hiring and retaining an individual with autism or neurodiversity. It dates back to 2018. It's a uh, state-funded program. It's free to community. Um, it's a part of Maristem. And so today, right, we're going to hear about it and also hear about Maristem. Right on. Right. So what is your role exactly at the school? Yeah, so thanks for asking, Harry. I'm, I'm the executive director currently, so I am responsible for the whole organization. Um, but I think it's really important that we kind of describe a little bit about Maristem so people understand like, who we are and what we do. Um, and so Maristem is the name of the organization. Maristem's mission is, is to support adults with autism uh, and intellectual disabilities to develop greater independence and ultimately have a life to thrive. Um, a lot of that is through our program and helping them transition into the community uh, where they can hopefully get employment, have a healthy social life, live on their own, be, and and have and be great more have greater independence. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what what would really be cool is Harry, you're a previous student of Maristem, and why don't you share a little bit with our li with our listeners, like what is it, uh, what was it like? as a student, maybe even take us into the world to, of like, what does it even feel like to be, to have a diagnosis of autism and like mm -hmm. how you navigate that? Uh, and, and then maybe jump in a little bit about like Marisim and how the program helped you. Well, it's not easy. I get rid of that word immediately. It's not easy. I was classified as high functioning autism when I was in the sixth grade. High functioning is just this word they use for me that I can sort of live my life. I, I don't look autistic. I don't have uh, certain traits that are classified as being autistic, but I do have the diagnosis of being on the spectrum. Um, I found this school back in 2017. I moved here. I lived, so it's a, we do an independent living as well. So I lived here. I was here for three years. It was, uh, I did some of the crafts that are based on the one, some of it is based on Waldorf education. For those of you that know, and so a lot of the crafts like woodworking, ceramics, metalworking. Um, through that, I learned a lot about myself. Um, it was very frustrating for me. Some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, things that we use here, like uh, the woodwork, the hammering of the metal, was very frustrating. Uh, I will say that I grew a lot when I was here, and when I was in the dorms, I was. Um, I met some very wonderful people. I met my best friend who I now share an apartment with. Um, 
I was able to learn about gardening, cooking was a big thing for me, learning how to cook in the cafe, you know, hearing about this uh, transformative autism program was a big thing for me, job skills, even college support. Those were some big things for me. Right on. And so, like, Harry, you're in the program for three years. Mm. Um, what ultimately do you think, you, like, if you said, hey, I got three things that I walked away with after being in Maristem, what would you say were, like, those three big things that were, that were helpful? Thank you, Aaron. Well, I'm not sure three, but I'll give you a three to five. Number one for me would be um, independence. This is key. You come to Maristem, you live here for three to four years in a dorm with an instructor. Um, you can do the day program. You don't have to live on campus, but for those, because I live in the Bay Area now, my parents reside in the Bay Area, so I was uh, in the dorms. And uh, independent. How do you, first of all, how do you live with other people? Because the reality is that most people aren't going to be able to afford their own apartment once they graduate. Probably, like most people can't afford, the majority of people can't afford, it's too expensive. And prices keep going up, right? So they have to live with a roommate. So how do you get along with a roommate? You have to create a cleaning schedule with a roommate. You have to not kill each other. <laughs> how do you cook in the same kitchen, you know? How do you share in the same space? That's key. And you do get to learn that. Another thing would be budgeting. We learn how to you know, we have a bank account, then we're actually given a debit card at Maristem with, with limited funds. And you have to use that. It resets, I think, every month when I was a student, right? But you have that month, you have to use it. If you overspend at the grocery store, maybe you can't go on the dinner outing. It's like real world things. Like right now I have the same experience, like I have to check my bank account and make sure I'm in check. And can I go on this trip or can I attend this concert? If I don't have the money now, I can't. And so you learn that at Maristem. Uh, for some people, it takes a lot longer than others to, to, to get that understanding. But um, how do you clean a bathroom? How do you, you know, live in, 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 in an organized manner so that it doesn't disturb other people? Uh, that was, and then in the, um, in the day program, doing some of the craft work, patience was a big thing for me. I don't have a lot of patience, so it was key that I relaxed and took my time because when you're dealing with something like metal, like bronze, we do have a bronze and a copper class, and when you're hammering it, we don't use any electric tools. Most of the tools we use are handheld. So like you're gonna cut a piece of wood, you're gonna use a saw, right? You're gonna hammer the piece of metal, you're gonna heat it and hammer it, and bend it and it can be frustrating if you're making like a hook because it's taking you forever and you're, 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 you want to just take the throw it out the window you know so patience is really a, a big thing for me um, and then job experience working in the cafe helping to run our on-site bed and breakfast job skills was a big thing for me learning how to you know keep and hold the job and those skills yeah, right on. Those are three good ones. So I've just got it. We had uh, developing greater independence, job skills, and patience as three um, kind of key pieces that you walked away with. Uh, Harry, so you, you came to Maristem, you went through the Maristem program, and then you transitioned uh, outside of Maristem. What was the first step that you took outside of Maristem? So the first step I took 
Well, actually, it started in my last year at Maristem. With Maristem's transition meeting and planning, I went out and I looked for apartments that I thought would be in a range uh, for my price budget with other students and uh, just trying to branch out of Maristem and then looking at what jobs I can do that are out in the community. I was able to get, I was able to get a job uh, working at an independent living organization. They do job coaching. It's actually a um, step agency. One of the key things is for me, when I was at Maristem, a lot of the skills that I developed. So I worked as the um, manager of the bed and breakfast uh, along with students. So I was working right along students. Part of this transformative autism program is an internship that we run. And I was the job coach in the cafe. A lot of the things that we do at Maristem, you can put them on a resume. They will help you get a job after you graduate this program. Like, you know, when I, I struggled in college, but the skills that I learned here, I was able to get that job afterwards. So really, um, and then figuring out who I was going to live with and what that looked like. But. Yeah, right on. And then, so you worked outside of Maristem a little bit, did a couple internships, but then ultimately Eric, who's kind of the head of our uh, transformative autism uh, employment program, hired you back to come in and kind of be a facilitator and a coordinator for right. that program. So that's true. So the transformative autism program, we call it TAP for short, was built back in 2017. It was actually built with Maristem students. So they helped to build the training, uh, 12 students. When it ran out of money, because it stayed funded, right? And disappeared the, the funding. I went and did other things at Maristem. Like Aaron said, I went on, was working on my own outside of Maristem. But when Eric Stewart called me up one day and said, you know, we got more funding, thanks to, thanks, we got more funding. Would you like to come back and coordinate it? Be the uh, co-person. I said, absolutely. And I came back and we've been hitting it ever since. Um, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I hope that gave a little bit of an overview of Harry and a little, you know, we'll, as the podcast continue, we'll talk in more depth about Maristem and the specifics of the Maristem program. Um, but we wanted to like kind of touch base today and specifically maybe dive into a little bit of uh, the transformative autism program, um, also known as TAP. So we'll probably refer to it as TAP for short. Um, and just kind of what we're doing uh, in the workforce to kind of help uh, adults on the spectrum or adults who need support right. kind of getting in to engage more effectively and, and have support and have employers that create a, a healthy space for them to come in and, uh, and get a job and have, you know, have a life of, of sustenance. Uh, so Harry, tell, tell us a little bit about like where TAP is at right now, what it's doing, and then kind of maybe a couple steps that we're looking at expanding. Right. Thank you. Um, and I will say the people that TAP has worked with, so in this podcast series, you're going to hear from employers, partners, even job seekers um, who we've worked with. But where TAP is, the second round of funding started in January 2022 when I came on board. We've been working with the dozens of employers, uh, Rayleigh's, Bel Air, Knob Hill, just to name one. Oh, and the California Conservation Corps. I'll give you two. Um, and Goodwill. There's three. But uh, I like the number three, right? So we've been working with them. Uh, and what we do is we go and we offer this training to the employers. First of all, how do you build a culture around neurodiversity? A lot of these companies, 
some of them, especially the ones that are local to Sacramento, come and visit Marison for lunch. And after they, um, they visit Marison for an hour, they're here, take a tour, have lunch, they're like already building that culture in their head and they're able to bring it back to, um, to their company. By the way, if you do want to learn about what it means to be neurodiverse, come spend an afternoon at Marison, you'll find out right away. That's what I always say, like, um, and then we work with them. So then how do they hire somebody, right? The interviewing process is a nightmare for people with neurodiversity. It's a nightmare for many people. But when you have neurodiversity, what I've discovered is just the anxiety that people with neurodiversity have that not everyone have anxiety, but the person with neurodiversity can't handle it. And so it's key that the company is trained on how to deal with that. Um, anxiety in the term, in the form, in this case, of interviewing. How do you interview somebody? Can the person do a show-me interview? Uh, we do a lot of skills-based interviews. At Mariston, we run these internships, like I mentioned, through the TAP program. All of the interviews are um, skills-based. So we have a cafe, right? The person's gonna interview for the cafe. They actually, they show that they can actually like set and clean a table. They show that they can clean. For the gardening interns, the in internships, they actually go out there with a shovel and show that they can use some of the tools. That's the interview. The interview is not sitting down at a table talking with our with our uh, with the farm crew. That the interview is actually working. It's showing them that you can do it. Um, building what we call a champion. This is an internal person within the company that can actually support them. So it's not an out outside agency, we, we, we do have job coaches at Maristem, but if the job coach is sick or something goes wrong, you need the company to, to have support. And then um, building retention uh, within, that, within that system. So that's what I've been up to. But uh, I will ask you, Aaron, how do we, how do we, because we're going to go into detail in future podcasts on Maristem specifically, but how do we get, how, what are the job skills uh, that we do at Marist. Like, what's a, what, what does Albert do? Who is Albert and what does he do? Yeah, sweet. Thanks for asking. Uh, so Albert is one of our uh, employment specialists. And Albert uh, teaches a couple different classes at Maristem. He, uh, he works with uh, employability, uh, job readiness, and then ultimately supporting individuals to find and identify jobs that are going to be, you know, initial mm. starting points for them. That will include... You know how do I how do I dress hygienically for an interview? How do I show up to work and 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 be prepared uh, for all of the tasks that I'm that I'm going to be responsible for? Uh, putting a resume together, having a master uh, application where I don't always have to go back and remember. You know, hey, what did I do in high school or that that little job that I did on the side that gave me some work experience? We he helps the students get all of those. Uh, that that information into a master uh, application that you then have as a as a resource moving down the road. Um, Albert kind of tracks the amount of work hours. He sees the work that each individual does in all the classes, and um, you know just kind of generally supports our students to to, to develop a, a set of resources and tools that they can use when they go out into the work world. Um, and you know, you also threw out another question there, like what, uh, what was the most, like, what is work and work skills in the Maristem program? Right, exactly. And we, we, we kind of talk about hard and soft skills. And so we feel like in every one of our classes, 
uh, students are working on soft skills. And Harry even mentioned one at the beginning when he was saying patience. Patience is a soft skill. Patience, you know, meaning my ability to kind of manage myself in tasks that take a long time, that maybe feel drawn out, that don't give immediate feedback or gratification, uh, and, the, and the ability to kind of stay with that task all the way through the end. And so in many of our classes, there's a lot of soft skills from patience to uh, teamwork, to communication, to all sorts of uh, interpersonal, interrelational skills. And then we have um, classes in land, so ecology, gardening, uh, Harry mentioned a few, woodworking, metalworking, ceramics, textiles, circus arts, aerial arts, job readiness, dance, uh, and a variety of other um, classes that really help build up a, a, a number of sets of skills. So like I could eventually go into the culinary industry when I work in our cafe or build up my kitchen skills in working with nutrition. Right, and I always say, we, we actually have people here that have gone on to be metal workers. Like that was their absolute passion. So they worked out in an iron forge and they went out. And so you can put that on a resume and you can get a job doing that. But the other key thing I think, Aaron, about the Marison method is most of the people here are not gonna be metal workers, but the skills that they're using are transferable to any job, the patients, the working with coworkers. Uh, half of what we do is, what do you wanna do in the class? What, what, what project do you wanna make? But uh, the other half is actually, we have an outdoor woodworking uh, area and an outdoor metal forge. These are larger group projects than they do them in ceramics. In fact, I was in ceramics today and they were making a planter out of, out of clay and that's a group project. So there's the group dynamics. If somebody, you know, you don't get along with the person, it's all thing. <laughs> Takes me back to when I was in high school and we would do these science projects together yeah. with different groups, you know. Yeah. But what, what you find is that with the neurodiverse population, it can be more challenging to work together. So yeah, very cool. I guess a lot. One other thought that comes up around that is the like crafts in particular. We're working with the material, right? And so like metal, as Harry mentioned earlier, takes a lot of time. You got to heat it and shape yeah. it and heat it and shape it. Um, but the material also ultimately gives you feedback. And let's say how I hammer the material is going to be the way in which it's shaped. And if I overheat it, it's going to become too brittle. Or if I underheat it, I'm not going to be able to work it enough. Understanding that is going to be the same principle with me when I go into a relationship, for example. If I over-engage in the relationship or I'm overbearing in the relationship, the person who might be overwhelmed who I'm in relationship with. If I, if I don't engage or I don't say much or I don't communicate, the person might wonder, hey, do I, does this person really like me or are they my friend? Mm -hmm. And so the principle even through working metal where I have to balance the amount of heat that I bring to, to work the metal effectively is a transferable skill that could go to another setting. And so our hope is that you know, in terms of employability and work at Maristem, we develop a set of transferable skills that somebody could take out and um, and and use wherever they choose to go after. after awesome. Maristem. And I will just give a shout out as well. So if you're interested, it's it, you'll you'll find the affiliate link below where you could go and actually uh, click on our website. But it's Maristem.pro for Maristem. So if you're actually interested in coming to this school. I will say each student gets, uh, we call them a student coordinator. They're like, a, essentially they're a guidance counselor, but they do have 
more background in therapy. Uh, we, we also have a therapist, on, I mean, a psychologist on campus, right? But these student coordinators can navigate you. you. You get a schedule. It's kind of like college. You get a schedule you have to follow throughout the day, like periods. We have three to four periods a day. But any issues that arise, uh, you get a student, and they arise with people that have their own diversity, you get a student coordinator. Um, and then in the case that you might really be interested in, you're somebody with neurodiversity, you want to get a job, well, you can visit at tapautism.org, fill out our website, and I'll get back to you uh, with more information. Also, an employer can contact us for neurodiverse training. We offer um, this training either on Zoom or in person. We walk you through the steps of how to take the training and uh, each training is followed by a set of questions, so we have a conversation about it. Um, we've had great experiences with it. Um, people that don't really understand neurodiversity walk away with a better understanding afterwards. And companies that already have some kind of an understanding, they learn how to develop a plan. Right. So that's what I will say. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and hopefully we'll dive into a lot more about TAP in the next coming podcasts. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing your insights, Harry, on the things that you and Eric have learned in terms of the challenges and the rubs and the places where it's where you've had success in 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 helping employers kind of reorient themselves, but also the work that you've done in supporting employees looking to get uh, to get employed because it is a two way street and there there's got to be some give on both sides. So uh, looking forward to diving into that uh, in the next couple podcasts. Any final uh, big thoughts? Maybe one big thought to share, or one tip uh, for the audience. Please look out. It's a. Aaron said it beautifully. It is a two way street. So we always say, I'm employer forward. Not that I'm not job seeker forward, I always think the employer knows what they, like, like, I, I always go into it, the employer is, 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 has a big job to do, they've got to get everybody, and so it's not always the employer's fault, the employer's fault, it can be sometimes, but it's not always, oftentimes the job seekers, they just need help, and we have actually created a job seeker training video, one of our students at Maristem is, 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 is going to be, um, he is the job seeker in the video. And so that's going to be living on our website, tapautism.org, and you can go into a 20-minute video, and you'll get to hear from our job coach, our, our employability guru, and you'll get to hear from this job seeker himself, and a parent who, who, who is a, a big supporter of Maristem on that. You'll also hear from these people, of course, some of them will be guests on the podcast, but uh, I will say it's a big deal um, when I see a student at Maristem or a job seeker actually taking the responsibility in their own hands, going out there and either offering what supports do they need and handing over to the, to the employer, what supports do I need to be successful? Um, we hear from employers all over the state of California, they want to be, a, they want to help. They want to help these job seekers, they just need to know how. And the job seekers could give them the clue by telling them what supports they need. Right on, that's such a great tip. Um, we all have a little bit of our own work to do in mm. and around uh, what we want and what we want to accomplish in the world. Um, so I think on that note, Harry, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, tune out for today and, and we'll, we'll be back with another podcast after this one. Uh, 
Thank you for joining, tuning in to uh, Voices of the Community, the Maristem podcast, and uh, looking forward to sharing more of what we started today in the, in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Maristem out.